It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. How's it going? And welcome to the Locked On Reds podcast. Welcome to a new year for the show. I'm still your host, I'm still Jeff Carr. Bringing another year of Reds baseball to you on the daily. And yes, I know, it's January 7th. The new year was a week ago. But at the same time, we're turning over a new leaf this year. Starting out a bit of a new format for the show. Going to add in some new things that we didn't have this past year. Some things that I think will be good. Hopefully. We'll, we'll see how they go. We'll try them out. See what you think. So those are coming up here in a bit. We're going to get to the news of the day. Going to have a focus topic and maybe a question or two toward the end of the show. Before we do, though, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the major podcasting platforms and follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs. There you go. And also follow the show at Locked On Reds. And see, that's that's one of the fine parts of this new show format that I'm going to roll out for you today. We're looking at the news headlines for the day. And of course, the top headline for our wonderful Cincinnati Reds is that Shogo Akiyama made his trek to the Queen City, had his physical, passed his physical, and signed that deal, three years, $21 million, $6 million in the first year, $8 million in the final year, and then, of course, obviously, $7 million if you're keeping track at home, $7 million in the second year, for a guy who will turn 32 before opening day 2020. He shores up the Reds' leadoff spot. I don't know if you thought it needed shoring up, but at least for the interest of where Nixon Zell will be this coming season, Shogo Akiyama sort of alleviates worries about that. At least in my mind, because his on-base percentage was phenomenal for his career in Japan. The Reds also don't have to pay through the nose to get him. I know earlier this offseason, the Tampa Bay Rays signed Yoshitomo Sutsugo from Japan, but they had to pay the posting fee. The Reds don't have to do that due to his amount of time, uh, you know, his, his experience over in Japan. And so the Reds get a pretty decent deal for what everyone considered to be the best available center fielder out on the free agent market because that was a pretty weak market this off season. The Reds locked up the best one there. Really looking at it otherwise than that, and, and he will, he will wear the number four, will Shogo Akiyama. Yeah, get your uh, Brandon Phillips jokes in there. 
uh, while you can. We seem to give out the number four quite a bit. Anyway, that's the big news of the day. There's not really a whole lot else going on other than that, which will lead us... I swear to God, I'm smart. ...to our focus topic of the day. That's right. Each and every day I'm going to have a focus topic that we will spend a few minutes talking about just this one idea. Today is the idea of Nixon Zell. Because here's the thing with him, and, and there's an article up on LockedOnReds.com, Dave Pemberton wrote just yesterday, got posted, that with the signing of Shogo Akiyama, coupled with the acquisition of Mike Moustakis, it's almost as if the writing is on the wall for our friend Nick. Now, that's not to say that the Reds have lost faith in him. That's also to say that they have planned accordingly. He had surgery to repair a torn labor. That we all know. His injury history of an index finger on his throwing hand, i.e. another part of his throwing arm that had a season-ending injury on. That was two years ago. And he's had other injury ailments. He's had vertigo problems, all this other stuff. Could that be giving the Reds pause? I don't think they look at his production from last season and say, you know what, we're going to move on from him. He's not what we thought he was going to be. I don't think it's that at all. I think it's they see an opportunity to turn him into an elite talent. Now, here's the thing. it's It's got to be a deal in which they're getting back like a Francisco Lindor or a Mookie Betts, which if you checked out... If you are a subscriber of The Athletic and you checked out C. Trent Rosecrans' article, his 10 predictions for this upcoming year, he predicts that the Reds will still land an impact player between now and the beginning of the season. He is a big key to that, and that's something that Dave Pemberton talked about in his article. And something worth noting is that when the Reds are linked in these trade rumors, we're not going to see them fleece another team. Other teams like the Indians and the Red Sox look at the Reds and they understand their positioning. They understand that the Reds have to win now. They're going to require a big package from them. So if they do not give Nixon Zell over in the trade, it's going to be a package of prospects that absolutely, I, I wouldn't say cripples the farm system, but from a fan's perspective, would probably look like it cripples the farm system. So Nixon Zell in and of himself is the trade piece that the Reds have to basically, for lack of a better word, dangle. Now that's kind of a bummer because we have been looking forward to his major league career for some time now ever since he was drafted, because he was our first-round pick. He was a top-ten prospect in all of Major League Baseball. But it seemed like every time we turned around, what we thought we knew about him changed. And I think because of that, the Reds at least now have options. And that's one of the biggest reasons why the Shogo Akiyama deal, now that it is finally official and finalized and all that good stuff, Part of the reason why it's such a big deal, because he can play all three outfield positions. There's a lot of people that are saying, well, you know, he's getting older. His his defense probably doesn't profile as a good center fielder and all this other stuff. Again, I hearken back to the fact that Shin Chu played center field for the Reds for an entire season. I'm not worried about if he is Billy Hamilton out there. Nobody's Billy Hamilton out there. We've talked about this many, many times. 
He has the athleticism and the speed to do it. And reading some other articles about him from folks who cover Japanese baseball mentioned that when it comes to the game over in Japan, they really, really focus on the fundamentals. And they really focus on being a good teammate. Things that, for most of us fans, we're not going to be able to measure, we're not going to be able to see he is really, really good at being, you know, he's had his experience in Japan, six-time Gold Glove winner, five years in a row. And here's the thing about Gold Gloves in Japan, it's for all-around performance, not just defense. They consider everything, and it's actually voted on by a group of people, not just uh, baseball writers. Over there. So it's a very interesting thing, i.e., he was the best center fielder for five straight years in Japan. Coming over here, that's a really good thing for the Reds to have in their back pocket when it comes to these deals. And Nick Senzel saying, you know, we don't have to trade him, but we have a great player to back. Up in case we have to trade him. We have a great player to fall back on in center field in case Nixon Zell is part of getting Francisco Lindor here. And, and just for a moment, and, and we've got more to get to here on today's episode, but just for a moment, think about this. Here's the thing. We all say, well, X amount of years of Nixon Zell is worth more than just two years of Francisco Lindor. We're talking about one of the top five players in all of baseball. And just insert Mookie Betts if we're talking about him instead of Lindor. One of the top five players in all of baseball. The fact that the Reds are even linked to getting him in a trade is phenomenal. If they can trade Nixon Zell and bring in Francisco Lindor, and you have Shogo Akiyama at the top of that lineup, that lineup is absolutely amazing. And it does wonders for the guys already there. The guys in the middle of the lineup and the guys behind Akiyama and Lindor. I just, I, I love the idea of this. And to be honest with you, it's nothing against Nixon Zell. I enjoyed watching him play last season, and I was looking forward to more from him. But if we can turn him into Francisco Lindor, I, I'm all for it, man. Count me as on board. I think I've said that before many times. But, uh, you know, just wanted to re-up there. Coming back, we're going to get to a question of the day. But first... Coming up is spring training, Cactus League action out in Goodyear, Arizona for your Cincinnati Reds. And you know what? Goodyear, the area around Phoenix, really, is absolutely teeming with spring training baseball and Cactus League action. If you've ever thought about going out there to see the Reds, there's more to see than just Reds baseball. There's, a, there's obviously lots of landscapes and different destinations and things to go see. You're not that far from the Grand Canyon. They've also got great fruit, great local breweries. I don't know about you, but like I, I just got back from a trip to Florida. One of my favorite things to do when I leave Cincinnati is to find a local brewery in the area of which I go. The area around the Red Spring Training Complex is loaded with local breweries to check out. And if you're looking to book your trip 
to Goodyear for Cactus League Spring Training. The best place to do that is visit Arizona.com slash spring training. You'll be able to book everything you need there from your hotel to maybe a couple of excursions. Get your tickets to the game, all of that good stuff. I always I, I hear nothing but good things about going out to spring training action in Arizona, getting to see some other teams around there, uh, plenty of teams. Obviously, they share the same complex with the Indians, but you've got so many young players that you can go see from other teams and kind of get a feel for uh, what the rest of the league is going to look like, plus plenty of interaction with your favorite players on the Reds, as most guys have a pretty laid-back feel. While they're still working to get ready for the season, they've got a laid-back feel about them at spring training. So go check it out out there in Goodyear, Arizona. Be uh, Between uh, Reds baseball, you could do some golfing out there, go into all the local food and uh, drinks and all that good stuff, and checking out some of the landmarks and stuff like that too. Plenty to do. And the best way to book it all, visit Arizona.com slash spring training. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Mentioned today, we would have a question of the day. This is from the Locked On Reds line. Keep in mind, you can send in your questions on the Locked On Reds line at 513-549-0159, or you can hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and at Locked On Reds. Send in your questions, send in your reactions to what's been happening. Plenty of stuff to talk about this offseason and plenty more still on the way, as pretty much everyone who covers the team has been saying and telling me. But our question of the day comes from Jake. It says, hey, my name is Jake, and I live in downtown Cincinnati. I'm a huge fan of the podcast, and I listen to it every day. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate that. On the way to work. My question is, how about Shogo being the center fielder and Senzel moving to shortstop? Kind of picked this because it followed along with today's focus. And, uh, yeah, you, you know, we're playing around with the new format here. Usually try to put the break here in the middle. We're actually kind of a little bit closer to the end. But whatever, that's housekeeping stuff, and you don't really need to know that. Anyway, the question about Senzel moving to shortstop, he is a really uh, – he's a generational – I don't know generational, but he's a really good athlete. Right, he's got the ability to play multiple positions, and they they tried him at shortstop in the minors. They, very few times, though, and I feel like there's 
two camps that have formed because of that. You can look back and you can say, well, they only gave him a couple of games at shortstop. Maybe he's actually pretty good. Or you could be in the camp that says, well, they gave him a few games at shortstop. They saw all they needed to see. They're not going that route anymore. And I've seen plenty of good takes one way or the other. I, I I side with the people that think that it would be a good idea if he starts as uh, the shortstop, if he is their everyday shortstop for the lineup, because, listen, the, the, the best way for this Reds lineup to be so much better than it was in 2019 is to get all of the best hitters in there any way possible. If that means your defense suffers, that's what shifts are for. That's why you see teams just constantly moving and positioning and all that different stuff. It's not a situation where you need eight guys who just have impeccable defensive range anymore. Guys game plan and managers game plan around specific hitters and shift their defense accordingly. I could definitely see him playing a short side. I mean, I could definitely see it working. The only issue is, will they do it? They've not shown any propensity to do so. And I, I believe, I believe it was Doug Gray that pointed it out on Twitter the other day. If he was going to play shortstop, he would have already been there. Because he, as far as talent and athleticism-wise, was better than anything they had last year, better than anything they had pretty much since Cozart has been gone. Since they got rid of Cozart, they haven't had anyone at shortstop that they could say, hey, Nixon Zell is not as good as this guy. So he would have already been there. That, that's kind of the school of thought as to why he's not already there. But I'm with you. Jake, I, I appreciate the question. I could definitely see that working out. I just don't know that that is an option. And and maybe, maybe it's on the table. I feel like if there's, you know, just in my hypothetical mind thinking about this, Dick Williams and Nick Kroll have this whiteboard in their office with all of the contingency plans for this offseason. And the whiteboard stretches all the way around the room and from, seal, or, you know, from, uh, Ceiling to, I couldn't think of the word of that, from ceiling to floor. And it's just jam-packed with stuff because there's so many options. And with the signings that they made of Moustakis and Shogo, now there's still even more options to be had. The opening day lineup is going to be so fun to watch unfold. As far as me predicting it, that would be the most futile thing right now. It's going to take some spring training to see just how David Bell's going to fill this out. But that's something that we'll be looking at, obviously, spring training goes along. And, 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 you know, pitchers and catchers don't report until the second week of February. But at the same token, it's going to be a lot of fun to see because this lineup is going to be very different. And, And it was interesting to even think that way last year because, you know, they talked about get the pitching and they got the pitching. They did. They they got some really good pitchers. They applied that same tenacity to the lineup. And sure, they haven't gotten that marquee guy. They haven't gotten the, you know, holy grail. I wouldn't call it holy grail. But they haven't gotten their big get. 
when they do, I think we're going to be shocked in a good way. I think we're going to be really happy, really surprised in a good way. But it's not something to where we can sit back and say, you know what, uh, yeah, I don't think they will. I, I, I think we'd be hard-pressed. No. <laughs> no, sir. They've been putting in the work this offseason. They've revamped this lineup, and it's about to get a whole lot better. Now, I'm not saying I know what that is. I just have a feeling. And, and based on what everyone is telling me, uh, people who uh, they have more inside context around the team are telling me, yes, I think we're still going to be, uh, we still yet to see the big move yet that they have and and they're going to deploy. Anyway, we're going to end today's show on that note. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Tomorrow, we're going to continue this new format. I'm going to have a few more segments for you to check out. News of the day, the daily focus, question of the day, may even have the first segment. I know I teased this a little bit back in December of a segment of Joey Votto talking at the season ticket holders thingy-mabob at Reds Fest. We're going to call it Jib Jab with Joey. How about that? First segment of Jib Jab with Joey on tomorrow's podcast. Don't miss it. Make sure you are subscribed on all your podcasting providers. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and at Locked On Reds. And also save that Locked On Reds line number into your phone for more reactions, questions, and comments, whatever you've got. 513-549-0159. Thanks again for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.